This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Are you looking for offense? Or are you looking for defense? Or do you want to keep Rich Passaccia as the head coach? Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Juan Cotton and your boy, Q. And boy, oh boy, you, you plan out your day. You think you know exactly what you're going to go and talk about. You think you know the direction that the show is going to go. And then all of a sudden... There's a quick left turn that's made, and you kind of have to pivot. And that's what we do around here. We do a really good job of it, I do believe. And that's what we're going to do around here, Raider Nation. So uh, we definitely are going to be very active on the phone lines today. Going to be very active on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Got a handful of questions that I want to throw out there to you. And I'll get to those. Do want to get to the guests that we have coming up on the show. Want to set it up the right way. Coming up at 230 Bob Roller, he's the National Director of Sports Management for the Shrine Bowl that's going to be here in Las Vegas next week. Matter of fact, I'm working on doing my show live from Allegiant Stadium at the Shrine Bowl. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping that uh, we can make that happen. So we'll talk to Bob coming up at 2.30. We'll also talk to uh, Eric Galco. Uh, he's a scout for the Shrine Bowl, but we'll talk to him next week. We'll probably talk to him on Monday. He'll join the show just to talk about some of the players that are going to be participating in the Shrine Bowl and all that good stuff. Plus, we'll be giving out some tickets. Matter of fact, after we talk to Bob this afternoon, I'll be giving out a four-pack of tickets to go to the Shrine Bowl so you can check it out for yourself at Allegiant Stadium next Thursday. I believe kickoff is at 5 o'clock. So uh, what my plan is right now, and I know it's only uh, January 27th, my plan right now is to be out there uh, and have the show Unnecessary Roughness go from 2 to 5 o'clock all the way up to kickoff pretty much. Uh, But who knows? We we don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. But we're going to be out there. I think we're going to be out there. So you can almost count on that. I know that was a whole lot of uncertainty, but that's the plan. <laughs> that's how that's how the ball starts rolling around here. So uh, Bob Roller is going to come up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, Jose Sanchez, my guy, he covers the 49ers like a glove, and I wanted to have him on to talk about D'Amico Ryans. You know, obviously the 49ers are still playing. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is scheduled, and I say scheduled in air quotes. He's scheduled to come into Vegas and visit with Mark Davis and the Raiders uh, for a potential head coaching job interview after the Rams play the 49ers on Sunday. But given the information that we just found out a little while ago from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, that interview might not even be necessary. And that's just the reality of it. So uh, we're going to talk to Jose at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to him about D'Amico Ryans, but D'Amico Ryans may never even make it to Las Vegas as far as I'm concerned. And then at 3.30, Peter Bukowski locked on Packers. He does a lot of good jobs, a lot of good things uh, covering the Packers. We're going to talk to him about Nathaniel Hackett being hired in Denver. He's their new head coach. He's an offensive-minded guy that does not call plays. There's a few of those around the league, but Nathaniel Hackett is one of those guys. He uh, He's getting the job there as the head man in Denver. Does that mean that they have the inside track on one Aaron Rodgers? Can you imagine the AFC West? Can you imagine the AFC West, though? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. That's That's a lot of arms. I mean, that's a lot of arms. That's a lot of touchdown passes. That's a lot of yards. That is a, that is a, 
That's a murderer's row. And I know everyone's not, you know, on the same page when it comes to Derek Carr, but he's still a damn good quarterback. Yeah, what did he finish? At least top five in yards. <laughs> Don't know where I mean, exactly. Right. But you got a top five quarterback in yards. And then the consensus could be he's the worst quarterback in the division. Right. That, that, the division would be loaded. Right, exactly. That's that's the reality of it. The division would be loaded. So we'll talk to Peter at 330 uh, about Nathaniel Hackett, what Raider Nation could expect, what kind of what kind of head coach could he potentially be there in Denver? What's his thoughts on that? So we'll we'll talk to Peter of, at three thirty. Uh, so that's that's the guest lineup that we have. Again, we'll be giving out some tickets uh, to the the East West Shrine Bowl game following our conversation with Bob Roller coming up at two thirty. So with that being said, let's go ahead and let's get this thing started, man. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So I started this whole thing off talking about do you want offense or do you want defense? And we knew up until about 30, 45 minutes ago at the most that the Raiders had requested nothing but defensive-minded potential head coaches. Todd Bowles in town today. D'Amico Ryans, just mentioned him a little while ago, supposed to come into town following the game on Sunday. Gerard Mayo already interviewed with the Raiders. All those are defensive-minded guys. So a lot of people have been saying, where's the offense? Need offense. Need offense. Now there's people saying, not that offense, not that offense, not that offense. He cheated a couple of years, like 10 years ago. Adam Schefter puts out, Raiders requested today a head coach interview with Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. McDaniels is now expected to interview with the Raiders potentially as early as tomorrow. Uh, Aaron Wilson does a fantastic job covering the, the league, said before the Raiders made a formal request to interview McDaniels, there was back-channel conversations for weeks to determine if he would pursue the job per league sources. Once that clarity was gained, he was all in. The request was made, and now he's a top candidate. What does that even mean? That means that they didn't know if he was going to be interested in the job. And then when they got clarity that he really would be interested in the job, that's when they decided to put the full court press on and go. And this also comes off the heels of Vic Tafer putting out a piece yesterday on The Athletic saying that McDaniels is no longer the favorite. And my understanding from that, because I see a lot of people questioning that, and one, I'll never question Vic or any of his sources or any of the, the, uh, you know, what, what he, the, the information that he's putting out because I know it's coming from a, a really good place. Uh, similar to Vinny. Vinny does a fantastic job. All the folks that we have here locally do a great job with their coverage of the team. So I'll never get that twisted. But I do, my understanding from everything that was going on is that Mark Davis, and this is just what I've been reading and what I've been hearing. So uh, this comes from no inside source or anything like that. So let's go ahead and be clear about that off top. Everything that I read was that they had the conversation with Ziegler, who's the potential GM, and there was some kind of disconnect after the conversation. Like everything went well, but there was some kind of maybe a power structure type, maybe a dis disconnect that was a little slight that took took Ziegler kind of out of the out of position a little bit. That's what I'm reading. Again, that's just what I'm reading. Not saying that uh, that it's coming from anywhere inside the building because it's absolutely not. So let's not get that twisted. So after that got cleared up. It looks like there's it's 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 good to go to at least go forward with the interview. So I ask you again, Raider Nation, do you prefer offensive-minded head coach or do you prefer a defensive-minded head coach, and why? That's one question, and of course the second question it writes itself. 
some of these things write themselves. Sometimes you just got to walk in the studio and turn on the mic and know that this is going to write itself. What are your thoughts? I mentioned the other day, what were your thoughts on Todd Bowles? It's kind of a mixed reaction. He was a guy that was a former head coach that didn't have a lot of success with the Jets. Well, Josh McDaniels, he's a guy who's a former head coach, didn't have a lot of success in Denver, even might have cheated a little bit, went back to New England, left the Colts at the altar, stayed in New England, now potentially coming in to visit with the Raiders. So what are your thoughts, Raider Nation? How are you feeling about the latest and the greatest when it comes to the news of Josh McDaniels, not only Sounded like he's interviewing with the Raiders, but a leader in the clubhouse for the job. Vinny, our own Vinny Bonsignor, just tweeted out, text from a league source, you really need to keep an eye, oh, you really need to watch for Josh McDaniels. Okay. <laughs> that's a text that he got from a league that source. That just seems, I just, you really need to watch. That's so funny, though, because it kind of seems like that that's a, um, I don't know, that's kind of a, a delayed reaction. You know what I mean? It's almost like. It's a, I don't know. It, it it just seems like that's a can Things you give are, me a, can you give me a little bit more information because duh no doubt we got to look out for Josh McDaniels he clearly is is a guy that they're they're focusing in on. Vinny went on to say things are heating up. Okay there oh, you go. there you go wait a minute that's see now that's now that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. Things I wanna, are heating up. Looking out you know you got to really keep an eye on Josh McDaniels. I think we're past keeping an eye on this guy. You know it's, what I mean? It's cold outside, but the action inside is heating <laughs> up. Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. I said it at the end of yesterday's show. I wasn't excited about Josh McDaniels. I was actually, I, I'm not a fan at all. Not because he's not a good coach. I wasn't a fan just because for selfish reasons. I just don't think covering him is going to be a whole lot of fun. I don't think he's going to be a guy that we're going to have a, a whole lot of interaction with when it comes to uh, you know our media time and being able to bring you some really good quality coverage on him. I think that he's going to kind of go with the Patriot way and the Belichick way, which is very short to the point and you know not a whole, not a whole lot to to gather from him. And that's just from a distance, paying attention. That's all. I have had no inter- interaction with Josh McDaniels. I will do some some digging. We'll have some folks on the show tomorrow to talk about them. No doubt about it. You know how we get down around here. We're going to do all our, our fact-finding. And maybe the, maybe the dude's a media darling. Maybe he's a guy that's going to go ahead and, and give us all the best sound bites and everything. Again, that's just me being selfish. Because if he can coach, that's all that matters. And a lot of people were talking about want an offensive-minded guy. So many people were questioning, where's the offensive-minded guys? Where's the offensive-minded guys? Now you have an offensive-minded guy. How do you feel? You got three defensive guys. And you got an offensive-minded guy. And the way I'm looking at this, and again, I'm just looking at it from the same point of view that you're probably looking at it. Dave Ziegler comes from New England, is already interviewed. Gerard Mayo comes from New England, is already interviewed. Josh McDaniels comes from New England, is going to interview. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to put the three together. You know, I mean, just to tie tie those up, those loose ends up. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really uh, take a whole whole lot of of thought into that. If Josh McDaniels ends up being the guy, I have no doubt in my mind that Ziegler will be the GM. And if Ziegler's the GM and McDaniels is the guy, I have no doubt in my mind that Gerard Mayo will be the defensive coordinator. And that's just me putting those together. New England West. Basically. Basically. 702-365-9200 and also the Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. Who we got up first, Devon? James and Henderson. James, right here in Hendo. What's up, James? What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How you doing? Blessed, man. Blessed. So I actually had to go and change my shirt because uh, 
I spilt, uh, I actually spit out water when she said, <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I, I look at it like this. Um, I do personally prefer an offensive coach. I think we need to revamp what we do on offense as far as maybe increasing the pace. And we definitely need to do something about the red zone offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of concern regarding the fact that, you know, he is a a Patriots coordinator and there hasn't really been a very successful coordinator um, to head coach uh, success with that route. The only thing I will say to that end is when you look at some of the teams that these other coordinators had to take on compared to what, what the Raiders have, could this be the one coordinator, if he becomes the head coach, that actually becomes successful because there is a good team behind him. And he will have, if it is Ziegler, that he will have a good GM to get him a sustained, uh, uh, successful team behind him. And I just want to know your thoughts on that. Good stuff. Good stuff. I appreciate you. I, I, man, it's, it's so many questions. It's so much to kind of unpack. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I feel like that these, the, the, the Raiders themselves are trying to, to make this organization very stable. And that's why I think that there's a lot of attention going towards the Patriots because we've seen how successful they've been for a long time. But to Jane's point, there hasn't been very many people that come from that Belichick tree that have been successful. I like Brian Flores, but he just got fired in Miami. You know, now he's looking for uh, another job and he's going to get a job. But uh, I, I just... I don't know. Like I said, selfishly, I, I wasn't a big fan of Josh McDaniels, but if he can get the red zone right, if he can get that offense cooking, and they can have a defense that can play at the level that it played last season, and I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to. Not guaranteeing that at all. I mean, you're not guaranteeing anything year to year, obviously. I think we all learned that. But then get that offense cooking, and he really can maximize the talents of the, the players on the team. Raider Nation could be singing his praises at some point. You know what I mean? They're, I know they're not singing his praises right now, but could be. He just fits the, the mode of someone who's just suited to be a good coordinator. I know Denver, oh, he was young. He flamed out. Like, give him a second chance. But, hey, man, he's shown in New England for a decade plus that he's just good at being a coordinator. He's adaptable. But maybe he's just fit to be a coordinator. Got Cam Newton to seven wins. Got to the playoffs with Mac Jones. But maybe that's just because he's had Belichick there, you know, to do all that head coaching responsibilities. I don't know. I mean, I, I really it's don't like know. You don't know? No, you don't. I mean, the guy, look, he wasn't very successful in Denver. We all know that. We also know he traded up to go get Tim Tebow, and we all thought that that was silly. It obviously was. Hey, you want to play all game? <laughs> we also know he traded up to, for Tim Tebow, and we thought that was silly, and it was. Tim Tebow was not a good quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. He was not a good quarterback. There ain't nobody that listens to this station that'd be like, yeah, you know what? I think Tim Tebow was a guy that uh, I think the Raiders should have grabbed. Didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sounds good. But, again, that was his first head coaching job. So, to, you know, look at the other side of things. Again, I I feel like, you know, going to the phone lines and going to the text line, we're going to get a lot of folks that are going to be not too happy about the request of Josh McDaniels. But it doesn't mean that he's a bad coach. It just means that you remember the last thing you, you saw from him. Or the last couple things, especially him leaving the Colts at the at the altar. That was that was pretty major. I, I, I didn't think after that point, I thought it was going to take some time before he ever got another head coaching opportunity. And, well, it's taken a little bit of time. You know, you remember those kind of things. And then, of course, we saw what he did in Denver. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Rossi in Australia. Rossi from Down Under. What's up, my man? 
I'm all good, guys. How are you? Blessed. Good. Um, don't want McDaniels at all. Uh, I'm okay with an offensive coordinator uh, and a defensive head coach, but we always talk about character, guys. You look at McDaniels' character, leaving the Colts, what he did with Denver. No, just just don't want him. He's, he's a coordinator uh, that has been sitting underneath Bills' defenses uh, with the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, is is that McDaniel's? No, uh, that was Brady. That was Belichick. He's. I, I I just don't want him as a head coach. I don't think he's the leader that we need. I'm a, I'm okay with Ziegler. I'm very okay with Mayo. Um, I'm even happier with Dodds than whoever he wants to bring in. I think that he's built a better uh, structure at, at Indianapolis uh, than Ziegler has at uh, at New England. Um, but just just a really big, fat, hard no for me from a, from a McDaniel's point of view. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much for that. You know, it's funny. So many people are, are upset. I'm looking at all these tweets I'm getting, all these texts we're getting. Uh, folks just do not do not like the name McDaniel's. They really don't. They're not fans of that name. I can tell that this is not going to be one of those good days of, oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. And, again, I will say we don't know. We don't know how good he could be. We got something, t- that, something that Rossi said real quick. He was like his character. He's proven that it's just like, do you want him to lead your organization? And I think that that's something that does come, come into question. Let's say like the Raiders, if any any professional team out there, NFL, hey, we're thinking about Lane Kiffin. Raider fans will be like, you a big dummy. You stupid if you're thinking about bringing in Lane Kiffin to be your head coach. Because of just like he's proven that his character is a little shaky. And that's just like an example of what I'm using, of yeah. just the character. Lane Kiffin keeps getting jobs. I'm not a fan of him, but he keeps getting jobs and keeps getting raises. I know he's in college, but I don't know. I, I think it's – I don't the character thing, I mean, as long as he's not out doing something illegal. Not saying he's a bad person right? character-wise, but just yeah. like the character of, hey, the going gets tough. Where are you going to go, back to New England? No, but he, I mean that did, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Well, he got fired. He got fired. He got fired. So what's he supposed to do? Sit out on the bench? What's he supposed to do? If he gets fired and they want him to come back, why not? Where are you going to go? You get fired. Go where you know, <laughs> right? That's what I would do. And then is he is he just waiting for the most perfect job available? It's got to be the most pristine. Have you ever been fired before from any job? I've quit a couple jobs. Okay, well I've been fired before. And when you get fired, man, you sometimes you have to, before you decide to take on that other role, like I've never wanted to be a program director after I got fired for being a program director, but that was in Texas at a station that wasn't very very stable. It was very shaky. And then when this opportunity came along, I felt comfortable with it because this place is stable. So then I was able to jump back out and say, okay, I can do this now, where I wasn't able to do it then. And I didn't want to do it. After, after I got fired, I was like, I never want to do that again. I'll just be the guy on the radio and call it a day. I don't want to have any responsibility over anybody else. But after some time, time heals all, right? That's what they say. It's false, but that's what they say. I said, okay, I could do that. But it, it just depends on where you're going. He got fired in Denver. He didn't take the job in Indianapolis with the Colts. For whatever reason, maybe he just didn't feel He wasn't feeling it. I don't know. Luckily, he didn't take the job. He didn't get there and then have feet. You know what I mean? At least he didn't take the job and then say, you know what? This ain't for me. I'm out. 
At least he didn't. He just didn't show up. Just no, not gonna do it. And it worked out fine. They got Frank right. It worked out fine. It worked out probably better for Indianapolis. Maybe since that time, maybe maybe he's gotten better. Maybe he's developed. Maybe he is more comfortable. Now he's looking at the Raiders as a team that hey, I like what they got going. I like their quarterback. I like their their stadium. I like the fact that their ownership really doesn't get in the way of the football side of things. I mean, there's you never know what's going on. You never know what could be going on. Is what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> Vinny put out a tweet. The disparity between how the league views Josh McDaniels and how some fans, fans view him could not be more different. This would be a coup for the Raiders. So, Vinny's all aboard with it. Vinny is all aboard with Josh McDaniels. What is your thoughts? <laughs> Got a lot of text messages. 69187, keyword R&R. Sir Whiskey Ray said, q and I'm going to keep this real. What he did with the Colts rubbed off. Rubbed other front offices the wrong way. He was hired as a head coach. Then a few days later, he backed out. I don't want McDaniels. How could you trust him? Well, it just kind of goes back to the conversation we just had. Uh, Cali, was it Cali Rado Raider? Nah, fam. I like the potential of Pat's GM and McDaniels. Then make a hard effort for Adams. Okay, so he's he's all aboard with McDaniels. Got this text. Not liking the Patriots GM direction. Their drafts haven't even really been good. Feels like they build their teams in free agency. And I'll say this. I think the Patriots build their team for what they need. I don't think the, the Patriots build their teams based off of what the rest of the league thinks they should do. I mean, the, the, the Patriots went out, what, a couple seasons ago and made a, a D3 guy there, uh, or D2 guy. Was he a D2 guy? Made a, no, D3. Made him their, their first draft pick. I think he was a second or third round pick. They didn't have a first round pick or a second round pick. So they went and uh, that was, uh, who was it, Dugan? I think he was a, a second or third uh, division three guy or something like that. I think that they just go out there and do their thing. Well, it, it even shows in this past offseason where their big money was spent on Nelson Aguilar and two tight ends. Right. I mean, they, they spent money to the, you know, Texas point. They spent a lot of money in free agency this past year. They really did. But, but I'm saying, like, who's out there like, oh, our big two of our biggest acquisitions right. are two tight ends. Right. Most teams only need one tight end. But you like goes to what you're saying. They're just fitting what they need. Right. Uh, one more text from the mailman Raider Q majority says quarterbacks are judged by their wins and losses. We know cars record, but then turn around and look at Jimmy G and all of a sudden it's a team game, which is it? I don't get it. And if Rogers goes to Denver and we still make the playoffs, we'd be the most battle tested in the league. I ain't scared. Bring it. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's from the mailman Raider. Let's go back out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Who we got up? This is going to be a good one. Stove. Stove. What's up, stove? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. All right. All right, hear me out. First of all, you, Q, you do an unbelievable job. Raider Nation loves you. And I'm going to debate you on Tim Tebow on a different day. I respect I, that. I respect uh, that. <laughs> I'll sum it up in one sentence. What did the guy do but win, and he never got another chance? All right, moving on. Got it. Uh, I've been talking myself in, in, into this Josh McDaniels thing since the rumors start happening. And I hate the Patriots as much as anyone. And, yes, he was an absolute disaster in Denver. But listen to this. With Mahomes and Herbert, maybe Rodgers in the division, we got to take a big swing. We can't take a swing at Todd Bowles or D'Amico Ryan. They might be fine, but we got to take a big swing because the division is really tough. McDaniels made an awful decision uh, when, he, when he backed out of the Colts job, and he got killed for it, and I don't know the man. Maybe – Maybe he, maybe that's who he is. Maybe that's his character. He made a terrible decision, and he appeared to be an arrogant guy. He had way too much power in Denver. What'd you do? I'll but the it. bottom line is this. Just, just hear me out. Has there ever been a more Al Davis Maverick pick 
than making a rebel from the football world's biggest enemy, the Raiders head coach. I mean, this is exactly what Al Davis would have done. He would have put the middle finger up to the rest of the league and say, this guy knows what he's doing, and he's going to lead us past all of these teams that everybody thinks is better than us. I like it. The stove is cooking right there. The stove is cooking. You know, everyone was waiting to say that one. Everyone was waiting to tell that one. So, um, no, I'm not mad. Again, I don't, I'm not poo-pooing on the, on the interview at all. And if he does get the job and, and Mark Davis and the Raiders feel like that that's the direction that they want to go with the, the head coach, I know it's an offensive-minded guy. I know that him and Derek Carr are going to get in the lab together, and they're going to figure out how to maximize. I believe they're going to figure out how to maximize the most out of the talent that they have and figure out the talent that they need to bring in. I feel very confident to say that. I really do. Because as DeMar pointed out, I mean, hell, he got, what, seven wins? With, how many wins? Seven with Cam Newton. Yeah. And this is when nobody. Hey, I on. was the first to say that Cam was no okay, good. He so was we washed. All, we all know. Exactly. He was washed. He's still washed. Know. But, hey, seven, seven and nine? Right. Come on. Right. And then uh, helped lead a, uh, or had a, a rookie quarterback to the playoffs. Right. Now they got waxed in the playoffs, but still, it was a hey, rookie quarterback. That. Got him there. So he can coach. He can coach. He can adapt. Exactly. I like, I like what Stowe said, though. If there was not a more Maverick-type guy. They're I like how he came around on that. I like that. No, I like that. I like, I like how he summed it up. I might even let him get that Tim Tebow conversation in, at some point. <laughs> no, Stove, thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. I did want to update you real quick because I got an email from the powers that be. Bob Roller is not going to join us from the Shrine Bowl, but Eric Galco, one of the best scouts out there, is going to join us. He's going to join us next. He's going to talk about the Shrine Bowl, talk about some of the players that are going to be there, and what the Shrine Bowl is all about as the longest-running all-star showcase to help Guys, get to the next level. We'll talk all things, well, all things Shrine Ball with Eric Galco next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, Raider, hey Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen. You listen to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Now we'll get back to the conversation of Josh McDaniels coming in for an interview to meet with Mark Davis and the Raiders. We'll get back to that in a few minutes. I did want to give you a quick update from Ian Rappaport. He says that Josh McDaniels will be interviewing on Saturday with Mark Davis. So that's just a quick update, but we will get back to that right now on the phone lines. We're going to pay attention to the Shrine Bowl that's coming to Las Vegas, uh, February 3rd, Allegiant Stadium. Kickoff is at 5 o'clock. We expect to be out there, and one guy who will be out there and is very heavily involved is Eric Galco. And Eric, thank you so much for your time. He's the Director of Football Ops and Player Personnel for the Shrine Bowl. And uh, Eric, you've been doing a lot of scouting all over for a very long time. I mean, your name has a great reputation behind it when it comes to just scouting. This is a big-time collegiate all-star showcase it was in sacramento it was in tampa bay now it's here in las vegas this year just talk to us about the shrine bowl and how big of a deal this is for all the athletes that are going to be competing this uh the next week yeah i appreciate having me on i appreciate you saying that at the top two and i hope i think the shrine bowl found a great new home here in las vegas so far players are checking in today they're loving vegas no surprise there i think we're really excited to have not just the best seniors in the country, the best players of the All-Star game in the country, to have a best-in-class event for NFL executives, for players, for coaches. We've got all the 
NFL Pro Bowlers coming into practice in the game as well, but hoping to have a really cool experience for everyone involved as well, too. So we're fired to be here in Las Vegas for the 2022 East-West Shrine Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, we're excited to have you here. I mean, we really are, and I have so many memories of the Shrine Bowl. I think immediately when I think of it, I think of uh, back in the day, Tommy Frazier, and I think the the Shrine Bowl was in Palo Alto that year when he went out there and performed and really balled out. And I mean, this is a great opportunity for, like you mentioned, seniors to go and perform and and try to build their draft stock. How, How much success have you seen from guys competing in the Shrine Bowl? You know, really, the Shrine Bowl, really all All-Star games in general, it's, it's a huge part of the draft process, right? This is these players' first professional experience since leaving college, right? So they were college players. Now they're pros. We're going to have 25-plus GMs, executives here to not only watch them practice but interview them all weekend long. And I think these players have a huge opportunity right now this week in Las Vegas and during the game on Thursday, February 3rd, to impress NFL personnel, to impress all their future fan bases as well, and have these guys go from second-round picks to first-round picks, from unknown sleepers to guys NFL teams can't wait to have. So it's a huge, huge part of the draft process, and we're doing our best to set these guys up for success, set the NFL teams up to do their job, and hopefully people like yourself to cover this event and learn about these great future pro bowlers. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, this is one of my favorite events. I mean, really, all these all-star games, these showcases are really great because we get excited about the draft and we get to see how these guys develop and, and get their opportunity to get to the next level. Now, for you, you do the player personnel. What goes into the science behind it about getting the right guys to get out here and compete? And, and really, the game is great, but really it's the week leading up with the practice that, that they get that one-on-one time with coaches and scouts. Yeah, super important part of the process. We've got our own scouting team uh, internally. We work with a lot of former NFL executives as our consultants. But certainly, it's my job here to get the best players in the country to perform in front of these NFL teams. So I do a lot of work with NFL executives, both the area scouts, the executives, the GMs, et cetera, to make sure we have this roster come together and be the most complete, be unique, be who they want to see. And the best part of my job now is getting the details on all these players' stories. We've got you know, guys in high school that were winning awards for off the field. We've got Diego Fago from Navy, a, a decorated you know, Navy player, one of the special teams. We've got Jack Jones of Arizona State, a future first-round pick. So we've got all different types of players from all over the country coming here together, competing side-by-side, side, whether you're from Alabama like LeBron Ray or Derek Young from Lenore Ryan Division Two. They're all NFL prospects. They're all likely draft picks, and they're here in Las Vegas competing. So it's, an, it's a super important event that we've built up to this roster for the last seven months, and they're all here now in Vegas. And, Eric, you know, uh, your name, like I mentioned at the top, your name really goes hand-in-hand hand when it comes to scouting and, and these kind of events. And, again, you do a fantastic job. What, what made you want to do that? Again, you've been doing this for a long time. What made you want to get involved in these kind of events? You know, I appreciate you saying that so much. And, and really, I've been working with – the XFL, most recently I was in a director of player personnel of the entire XFL before um, the XFL unfortunately went declared bankruptcy. Right. I consulted with NFL teams for a long time. But doing this over 20 years, I don't think I've ever missed the Shrine Bowl in my career. <laughs> right? I've always been wherever it's at, going to the Shrine Bowl. It's a place to meet people, a place to learn about these players. And while I hope to bring what I was always thought was maybe missing from All-Star Games, a chance to learn something beyond just about these players, learn about mental health, which is super important to have these players learn about, learn about analytics and data collection, learn about what's new in the science of the football space as well, too. So there are GMs here as well that are excited to come to the Shrine Bowl beyond just hearing about players. So we're fired to make, make this all-star game kind of a best-in-class event, but also something really unique and special. So it's really a privilege for me to work for and with the Shriners Children's Hospital. Um, so many great locations, so many great work they do around the country, mm-hmm. and having these players to touch and feel and, and learn about what the Shriners Hospital does is super, super important, super cool for these guys to see that 
That's kind of one more thing they're learning of this staff to the NFL. It is. I mean, the Shriners, they do a great job, and you're, you're right. They have locations all over the place. I remember the last one I went to was actually in Houston. It was right before the draft, and uh, just being able to see them interact, uh, the, the young guys being able to interact, it was, it was a, a great event to be at. Again, we're talking right now with Eric Galco, Director of Football Ops and Player Personnel for the Shrine Bowl here on Red Nation Radio 920. Yeah, Eric, I saw that Jennifer King the from the Washington football team is going to be assisting with the running backs at the Shrine Bowl. So what goes into the coaches that you select to help these players out for such a big game? Absolutely. Jennifer is going to be leading the running backs um, for her team as well. And it's, it's, a, it's a great process we have with the NFL League office. So whether it's Troy Vincent and Kevin Booth from the NFL League office, multiple NFL GMs, myself and our team, we get to comb through the best of the NFL assistant coaches, coordinators, et cetera, to find the best young coaches or experienced coaches to come here and coach players for the Shrine Bowl. So these coaches get a chance to not only do a job that maybe they're kind of interviewing for for next year, right? Marcus Brady, the Colts offensive coordinator, and Danton Lynn, the Baltimore Ravens defensive back coach, two future NFL head coaching candidates. They're our head coaches here at the Shrine Bowl. But really all of our coaches are experienced, but also showing NFL teams and future GMs we saw three or four GMs get hired the last couple of days here, they get a chance to come in here, watch mm-hmm. these coaches interact with the players and get better as well. And not to mention coaches like Jennifer King getting a hands-on look at these running backs and the, really the whole roster by seeing how these guys learn, adapt, and, and really function in an all-star game setting. So it's valuable for the coaches, valuable for the teams, valuable for the executives to see these coaches work. All right, you said that you haven't missed a Shrine Bowl in a while. <laughs> so is there a certain player that you can remember and say that like maybe his Tommy draft Frazier! stock? His draft stock <laughs> off from the performance in the week that he had Man. during the Shrine Bowl. You know, I, I'd like to say Tom Brady because he's him and Brett Favre are two of the better, more recent quarterback clubs that we've had at the East West Shrine Bowl. But I remember going to see a quarterback from Eastern Illinois named Jimmy Garoppolo, mm. who was relatively unknown at the time. I actually knew Jimmy and spoke with him early on in the season, and I was pretty bullish. And I'm not going to take credit for calling Jimmy Garoppolo's success too much, but I kind of knew he was going to be a good player no matter what. But at the East West Shrine Bowl, the biggest thing that he did and impressed NFL teams, impressed us at the time, was how he interacted with his teammates. He learned from his coaches. He got breakfast, lunch, and dinner with all the offensive linemen. Right, That's the kind of quarterback you want to build your team around. And I think after East West Shrine Bowl that year, he showed NFL teams he wasn't some sleeper quarterback or some late-round pick. He was a guy that could lead a franchise the way he commanded the meal room, the meeting rooms, the practice field at the East West Shrine Bowl. So stories like Jimmy Garoppolo, why the Shrine Bowl not only can – going to help a guy raise his draft stock, but show an NFL team he's not just a guy, he's the guy. And that's what a lot of these players for the Shrine Bowl will help to do. Talking right now with Eric Galco here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, Eric, I want to put you on the spot. Who's somebody that you're excited to see? You want to see them work out this week, and you're excited to see what they do in the game. Uh, they're all my babies here, so they're all my favorite players <laughs> in the Shrine Bowl. Each and every one of them. But, but I would say from NFL team's perspective, they're most fired up really about our defensive back group. I know defensive backs aren't maybe the most sexy position, but we've got two guys from Arizona State. Jack Jones and Chase Lucas, really, really talented cornerbacks, great friends as well, and they're here early exploring Vegas as we speak. But they're excited to be here. They're both top two, three-round picks for sure. Kalen Barnes of Baylor, another top two, three-round pick as well. And I would say quarterback-wise, we've got a bunch of good quarterbacks here. Brock Purdy of Iowa State, Mm. really accomplished, a lot like Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield. 
the Eric King of Miami of Florida, really talented, dual-threat quarterback, running back, receiver. So a lot of great players, but I think the defensive back group is what NFL teams are most anxious to see while they're here. Eric, don't ever worry about talking about DBs with me, man. DBs are, <laughs> hey, that's the sexiest position ever. I'm good with that. <laughs> DBs my win man. games. My man. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. So, I mean, you just rattled off some names, and every single one of them I recognize as a guy who's going to be playing on Sundays. So people have the opportunity, because we have tickets we'll give out after we finish talking to you. People have the opportunity to go see these guys up close to personal before they start playing on Sundays, and they'll be able to do it at the Shrine Bowl. It's a really great event also, Eric, for the family to go out and just hang out. Absolutely. Get a chance to hang out, watch some football, be in Allegiant Stadium, not a bad venue to hang out for a little bit. And I promise, I think our tickets are much cheaper than Raiders tickets as well, too, so if you want to see Allegiant, good reason to come out for sure. But it's going to be a great experience, and again, it's all for the Shriners Hospital for Children, which is a great charity and a worthwhile event, hopefully for me to kind of uh, appreciate and donate to and, and be a part of. So we're super excited to be here. Allegiant is, couldn't be a better venue. Vegas couldn't be a better spot. We're going to be here for a long time. Well, Eric, we're so happy that you guys are here. Again, I'm excited to be out there next week, not only for Media Day, but also for the game on Thursday. And uh, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Keep doing what you guys do. And like I said, we'll see you next week. We will see you guys out there. Appreciate it, guys. All right, there he goes. Eric Galco, Director of Football Ops, Player Personnel for the Shrine Bowl. He does a fantastic job. I mean, I really can't brag on him enough. He has been, if you do a little bit of research, uh, that name, Eric Galco, has been associated with scouting for a very long time. And, I mean, he just told you a story about Jimmy G. But believe me, if we sat there and talked for an hour, hour and a half, he could tell you a whole bunch of stories like that, similar to that, about guys that are very successful on Sundays. And he helped, uh, he helped find them. I'm not saying that he found them all by himself, but he helped find them and gave them a showcase to show off their talents for GMs and uh, also for head coaches across the NFL. So as I said, we have a four-pack of tickets. Let's do it right now. 702-365-9200. Looking for caller number nine. If you want to be at Allegiant Stadium next Thursday, you want to see the Shrine Bowl, I got four tickets for you. You and the fam is going to go. 5 p.m. is kickoff. We're going to be there. You're going to be there. Holler at us right now. Again, 702-365-9200. Caller number nine. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got to give a big shout out to my guy Manny. You got a four-pack of tickets to go to the Shrine Bowl next Thursday at Legion Stadium. Very excited about that event. Very excited. You go back and look at the history of the Shrine Bowl, man. Some of the guys that came out of that, and I keep going back to Tommy Frazier. And the reason why Tommy Frazier and, and DeMond, you weren't even born then at the time, I don't believe. 96? Where were you at 96? Depending on the month, still in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was around this time of the, the, the year. Let's just put it like that. He said, still in the womb. I like that. Anyway, I go back to Tommy Frazier because, man, he was a hell of a quarterback in Nebraska. And I thought he was going to have an opportunity. Now, he wasn't a conventional-type quarterback. Uh, he was just a hell of an athlete. And uh, he had helped win, um, he had helped win a, a, a title. And then he had blood clots in his leg. And so they thought that, okay, he's probably not going to be able to play in the NFL, which he ultimately did not play in the NFL. But, man, he had a hell of a shrine ball. I think he threw three touchdown passes, uh, brought his team back from behind. 
Uh, that was a game Eddie George played in that game as well. Uh, that was, but that was when the Shrine Bowl was in Palo Alto. It's funny. It was in Palo Alto. That's, that's another reason why it stood out to me so much because uh, I was living in the Bay at that time. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that was my guy, Tommy Frazier, man. Unfortunately, never was able to uh, get to the league. But, man, that was a hell of a quarterback back in college. And now, of course, we've been talking a lot about Josh McDaniels coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll be talking to Jose Sanchez, talking about D'Amico Ryans and your guy. Want to talk about your guy, uh, Demon? Demon is Mike so McDaniel. You're so high on McDaniel. You are the only guy that is so high on McDaniel like this. I mean, I know he's getting a lot of respect across the league, but you are. Sometimes you got to be the, the one who sees the diamond in the rough. But you know what's funny is you're so over the top about him that when you put a tweet out about him earlier, I didn't say anything about it. I just read it, so I knew that I saw it. But you said we want McDaniel. We want McDaniel. You said we, as in us, like as in you are part of the Raider Nation. I feel like you, over the f- past few months, you've been just kind of leaning and leaning and leaning, and you're you're diving oh, man, in without right. telling everybody. You weren't here yesterday. You didn't get to see my shirt. Uh, no. I had on a like a Nickelodeon themed from NFL Shop. Yeah. Nickelodeon themed Raider shirt. Did you really? So it was all like a bunch of Nickelodeon characters okay. and Las Vegas Raiders on it. Okay. All right. See, you're coming around. I'm not mad at That's you. That's the first piece of Raider merch that I bought myself that wasn't free. Okay. And then the other uh, piece of merchandise you have is uh, the Raider mask that you wear at the gym sometimes. Yeah. But that was free. Gift. Yes. All right. I ain't mad at you. Ian Rappaport said, Raiders owner Mark Davis always swings big when it comes to coaching hires. This is a huge one. Josh McDaniels interviews on Saturday. Uh, also, he said a pairing of Patriots de facto GM Dame Ziegler and Josh McDaniels has always loomed for the Raiders. If all goes well, it could happen. Our own Vinny Bonsignor said keep an eye on former Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale as a possible Raiders DC if McDaniels gets the head coaching job. I keep thinking that Gerard Mayo is going to have the inside job uh, track on that, but maybe Wink Martindale would get the job. And I'll tell you right now, I would have no problem with Wink Martindale being the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. I wouldn't. I like Wink Martindale a lot. I like what he's been able to do. So it's just some nuggets. We're going to continue to pepper you with nuggets throughout the course of the show. As again, we had all kind of different things planned out, but sometimes you just got to pivot quick, fast, and hurry, just like with Eric Galco. He wasn't scheduled to be on the show. Boom. Got him on the show. Hell of an interview. Knocked it out of the park. Hey, that's just what we do around here. So 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Lone Star Tate. Talk to our guy, Tim in Texas. What's up, Tim? Hello. Um, I was just calling. I was going to ask you on the um – uh, I, I don't like, of course, I don't like the Josh McDaniels deal. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, I was I was just going to ask because uh, you said something earlier about the, the GM from the Patriots. Yeah, Ziegler. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to say, did you was you saying that uh, that he uh, it's a possibility that he could get because you said something about in the interview or whatever something with something happened or whatever I, but I, and I couldn't get the real gist of that. Okay, I got you. Appreciate the call, Tim. Good stuff. Uh no, what I was reading about Ziegler was that he interviewed with the Raiders and there was some kind of disconnect as far as maybe the power structure and this is something that's not clear. But just from what I was reading is that it seemed like he was one of the leaders in the clubhouse to potentially get that GM job and then all of a sudden it just kind of it kind of softened really quickly. And so it seemed like maybe there was a, a a power structure question or something was going on, but it seems like there could potentially now everything be good. Do you think that maybe he's the one who wants McDaniels more than ownership? Maybe he's I like, hey, man, we, maybe he was like, yeah, we a package deal. And then they were just like, oh, well, let's see. I mean, if you, that. you know, if you're a guy coming into a job, you're, you're going to have your guys that you want. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure that, you know, when he interviewed, they probably asked him, like, who would you want as the, as the head coach? And he probably said Josh McDaniels. I could definitely see that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing bad about it, but that's right. probably he was just like, yo, that's my number that's, one. That's and then, the like, thing, he probably man. left and they probably had to think about it. I'll tell you right now, man, no matter who you are, no matter what job you get, if you're in a position of, of power, you always want your guys. 
That's the one thing. Because if you lose, you want to lose with your guys, not with someone else's guys. Did you see that? Like, there's some rumblings in Jacksonville that the reason Byron Leftwich hasn't gotten the job yet because he doesn't want Balky there. Yeah. He wants Adrian Wilson, right. who that he used to work with in, uh, Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah. And I don't blame like, you. Want, wants one of his guys. If you're going to lose and you're potentially going to get fired, and this is in any walk of life, you don't want to get fired with the other guy's squad. I don't want to get fired with the other guy's team. I want to get fired with my team because at least I know, hey, we went down together. This was my handpicked team. So, I could, yeah, absolutely. That makes all the sense in the world. Let's uh, let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line one time. Is this O2 Raider? Is that who I got up? O2 Raider, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? I'm chilling, man. I'm blessed. Man, listen, I, I, I really think that it doesn't matter who we bring in as a head coach. As long as we still have Derek Carr, it's not going to change. You know, I, I'm a guy that looks at probability. It, the guy had been here for eight years. We made the playoffs two times in eight years. He had. It's to the point now where if you're a head coach, you, you come into this organization, you say, hey, if, if this guy as a quarterback has had, what, three different head coaches, what's the probability that I might survive, you know? So I think, you know, Josh McDaniels, he's a good guy, you know, if you bring him in, he, he'll help us out, but he has to bring his own quarterback. I don't think Derek Carr can help us move in the direction that we want to move in. He's not mobile. He's, he, he's a good passer, but he's another Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Okay, let me ask you this. Before you go, before you go, who would you, who would you want? What, who do you think is the better answer? And I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, I'm just curious. As a, as a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, man, Clayton Toon. If you YouTube okay. Clayton Toon, that guy is awesome. He's, he's he has the height. He's like another um, Justin Herbert, in my opinion. He has the height. He, okay. he has the mobile skills. He has the arm length. Why not bring in a, a fresh quarterback who has great legs, hasn't been injured, and can take hits and can spread the ball instead of bringing Derek Carr, who's going to produce the same results he's been producing for the last five or six years? Okay. All right. Good enough. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. That's hey. You know that's that's why I asked the question. Who who do you want? And I don't know if everyone's going to want to go into a year and say, hey, there's a brand new head coach, a rookie quarterback. You know, I mean, just I, I don't know if that's a, a recipe for winning immediately. But then again, Mac Jones made the playoffs. Mac Jones made the playoffs. But let's see. Like we're we're going to be talking about. We're going to be ramping up talk about. Can Aaron Rodgers be going to Denver? And if you're going to match Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Clayton Toon. That ain't getting the job done. I Have I seen him play? Could he be the second coming? Of course. But it's always a possibility, like O2 Raiders said there. But I don't think the fan base, I don't think the players in that locker room are going to go for, hey, win now, just made the playoffs. And let's bring in a rookie quarterback. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, again, I, and I've talked about this for a while. You want to now, since you've been to the playoffs, now you want to develop consistency getting back to the playoffs. You don't want to have it at one every five-year thing. I mean, that's that's the exact definition of inconsistency. You don't want to be that team. Oh, yeah, hey, make an appearance every five years. Not, ain't nobody want to sign up for that. You know, that's why everyone's scared about a, a rebuild, and I don't blame them. I, I've been one that's been very adamant that this team does not need a rebuild. It should be a reload, not a rebuild. Not at all. But thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. And uh, we'll continue to talk about this on the other side. Before we get to that, though, want to talk about D'Amico Ryans. He's right now currently the 49ers defensive coordinator. He is scheduled, I say that in air quotes, scheduled to meet with the Raiders, but not till after the NFC Championship game. So what does that mean? Why is he already, after one year's defensive coordinator, in line to be a head coach somewhere? We'll find all that out when we talk to Jose Sanchez from the 49ers SI. That's all coming up. Hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.